This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, time now to talk Cricket World Cup with Code Sport journalist, good friend of ours too, Dan Churney. All for Henley's new home designs with drop prices, all the luxuries and now seven-star energy efficiency. And tyre power, the great race sale now on getting your local independently owned tyre power today. I don't know, uh, Dan, if you caught up with, this is uh, Dan Menzel, if you caught that game, the hot game at Mumbai, uh, South Africa and England, I think unbelievable conditions. Well, Dan Churney's been watching it all when it doesn't get any hotter than, hotter than that. Welcome, Dan. <laughs> Good to be with you, guys. What about that? Um, Clarkson's innings, they were unbelievable, but the heat, I don't think I've ever seen anyone since Gene, Dean Jones and the tied test many years ago out on their feet like that. Yeah, no, you don't see that very often. And these guys, obviously, as cricketers play in some pretty oppressive conditions, but those were right up there. And Look, I think England ultimately ruined their decision to bowl first. Um, Josh Butler, I think, acknowledged that it probably was an error. And, and that, and I think they went in there and they looked at the numbers and the data around that chasing at that venue and they thought that it was a good idea. But, um, you know, when you look at how tired the batsman was in Heinrich Klaas and um, no, no wonder England's bowlers were cooked and then they put up such a limp resistance um, with, the, with the bat chasing. So, yeah, no, it was very funny scenes there. With him, I'm sure you probably saw the uh, him wearing that towel in the dressing room, which is becoming a bit of a South African tradition because I think we saw that, that with Temper Vavuma. Um, in, the, in their previous game against the Netherlands, <laughs> most infamously, um, a fastidious fee during that, um, that confrontation between Quinton de Kock and David Warner way back in 2018 was wearing a towel. So it uh, must be some sort of South African garment. But uh, no, no, fantastic performance from the Proteas who just took England to the sword. And um, look, England now uh, you know, pretty pretty out in their feet, and it's going to be a, a long way back from, from them from here. Yeah, now enough of South Africa and England. You wrote a a piece about David Warner, very interesting too, and uh, it got me thinking, is David Warner now arguably Australia's greatest one-day or 50-over batsman? He maybe hasn't played as many innings as Ponting and, and some of the others, but it's a good question. His record is amazing. Yeah, no, look, it is. Uh, and I think because David Warner can be such a polarising figure in Australian cricket and society, I think there's maybe sometimes we don't give him the credit that he deserves, and I think there's also a bit of conflation that goes on with his test form and his, his one-day form, whereas test cricket, you know, clearly he has been on the decline for a few years now, and, and I think there's legitimate debate about whether he should have held his spot for as long as he has, but, you know, one-day cricket, that's not the case. I mean, he's a force, and then really without him, Australia wouldn't still be in this World Cup, and he's made, what, five World Cup centuries now, 21 in ODI cricket overall. Hasn't played that much, you know, compared to players of a previous generation, because the calendar has changed and the advent of T20 and just yep. the nature of the landscape means that 
you guys just aren't playing nearly as much ODI cricket. I mean, he's only played 154 or 55 matches compared to Ricky Ponting, he played 370 in not not too much longer a period. Um, and look, it's a high scoring era, um, so you've got to take that into account. And a faster scoring era, but he's averaging 45, a strike rate of 96 um, over a pretty long period of time. That was done at a World Cup. I think, uh, I sort of, I suppose the, the contention of the piece. If he breached, you know, <laughs> which was spoiling it, is ultimately that um, I, I think he's probably not quite there yet. I, I don't quite, I, I couldn't tell you who it is. I mean, clearly, there's a sort of pub debates that you, there's plenty, plenty of arguments, but I think, you know, the likes of Ricky Ponting, um, Michael Bevan, um, Dean Jones, uh, Matthew Hayden, and Mark Warren and Gilchrist, you know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. the guys in that conversation. But I think if, um, if he can perform, uh, really well for the back end of this World Cup, and, and particularly if he can play anything which wins Australia, say a semi-final or a final, which you know the way he's going, there's no reason to suggest he would do that. I think that just about secures his legacy as Australia's greatest one-day batter. So, um, no, male, I should say, because there are plenty of good, very good female players like Meg Lanning and Belinda Clark. But um, we, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think he does deserve probably more credit than he gets. So, Dan, speaking of pub debates, we were just chatting before about whether Travis Head comes in the next game and whether he goes straight to the top of the order. Now, Mitch Marsh and David Warner, the man you're speaking about, put on 259 together. Do you change that partnership or do you go ahead with what's worked in the last match? Yeah, Dan, look, it's a good question. But I think, um, yeah, the selectors have said uh, that they will... Well, George George Bailey said following the, the match against Pakistan and, you know, really only a few hours after... Marsh and Warner had, uh, had done what they'd done, uh, that uh, Head will definitely come back as an opener. Uh, him and Warner had a very successful partnership in the lead-up. Uh, and even when I was doing some of the research in terms of the stats about Warner, you used to realise how good Head's record is, albeit from a much smaller sample size. But that, they were going very, very well before Head's injury. Um, and Marsh can, is probably more versatile, can bat at three or even down the order. So... Look, no, I think there's, there's no doubt Travis Head will come back in as an opener. The question remains now just whether it will be for this game against the Netherlands. And, and the coach, Andrew McDonald, spoke to us uh, only an hour or two ago and, and said that um, there's that Head is a, a serious chance to play. And they're quite optimistic that he, can, he could play against the Dutch on Wednesday in New Delhi. Uh, the, the, uh, it'll depend on how he gets through training tonight and then how he pulls up yeah. tomorrow, Tuesday uh, Indian time. But... Uh, yeah, and he's a very good chance. And I suppose the guy who's likely to miss out is probably Marnus Lovershane. Um, probably gets squeezed out. He was obviously a late inclusion into the, the World Cup squad to start with. Uh, and particularly with Marcus Stoinis having shown his worth in that last game, I think Lovershane has to be the one who gets squeezed out. Yeah, Dan, I see it slightly different. Um, Head changed games in Test Match Cricket coming in at five or six and just started just making runs right from the... If he's got to face Boomer or Shammy or Lockie Ferguson or a barter in a final with a, with a finger that's hardly healed, he's more likely to get hit in those first four or five overs with a new ball than coming in at four or five when it's basically a batsman's paradise. So, And as Dan Menzel said, you, you're splitting up a pretty good combination in, in Warner and, and Mitch Marsh. No, look, it's an interesting question, David. I think it's a very valid point you make um, about, the, about the, when he's coming off a, a broken hand, um, which was... Um, hit by a pretty fearsome paceman and Gerald Kirksey from uh, South Africa who is you know, not necessarily even in their best 11 but has proven to be a very good, very good player um, but having said that I think we've seen with Head and, and he opened 
uh, in that test series in India when he came back into the side following um, the injury to David Warner, uh, that they are they, they probably prefer him to be pacing more pace than spin. I think there is still that knock on the game against spin, particularly in India. And, you know, if he comes up against the Jadeja, Ashwin, um, Kuldeep Yadav, say in the semi-final or a final, as much as, yes, you're right, you probably don't want him being risking his finger. I think if he's declared, if he's declared fit, um, they just they, they think that's where his strength is, attacking the new ball um, in, in red ball cricket. In white, sorry, in white ball cricket, um, facing more pace than spin, which is probably clearly going to more likely to face pace than spin early in the innings. So uh, I, I get the call, but uh, I think I, I can't see them um, backing away from that strategy at this point. Dan, before we let you go, India last night took on New Zealand. They got the win. The two undefeated teams, they are the masters of the chase. They've chased in all five of their matches and made it look pretty comfortable. Is there any vulnerability there at all or any chinks in the armour? Oh, that's a good question, Dan. Look, I don't think so. There's no, there's no clear, there's no really evident um, glaring weakness in that side. And I think they're so versatile. One, one thing is Hardik Pandya, who missed that game through injury, and I'm not quite sure when he's going to be back. I haven't, I haven't heard the latest there, but um, you know, I think without him, that they probably, you know, he, he's a very big out in terms of what he offers with both bat and ball. But having said that, they can bring back a guy like Mohammad Shami, who can perform really well, um, and they've got, you know, depth um in the wings. Uh, so, no, look, I, I think ultimately there's no, there's no huge weaknesses there. They've got teams that can they're versatile. You know, they can play the extra spinner in Ashwin or, or they can go into the extra quick. They've got all-round options as well. Um, you know, they're chasing it extraordinary. Coley, his, his, his record in chases is just it's phenomenal. He, he's, uh, I know we sort of joked, joked a bit about how he tried to guide himself to that 100 the other night against Bangladesh and even last night where he narrowly missed out. But, He's a phenomenon um, yeah. in those run chases, and you know, they would have so much confidence. But well, one thing is interesting, I suppose, though, because they have, they have chased in every game, um, I reckon they would want to try to bat first a couple of times in the lead-up to the final. Because you wouldn't want to just be batting first for the first time um, yeah. so late in the tournament. You want to have a point. bit of experience, because you just never know. You could get, get sent in um, on, the, on the track that might do a bit, come a semi-final. And if you haven't done it in a little while, then... Uh, and then that could be an Achilles heel. But, you know, we're really nitpicking there. It's, it's, it's the biggest worry you have is, um, you know, which, when you're batting or bowling first, yeah. you're going pretty well. Thanks, Dan. And we're very envious of you over there. But yeah, keep safe and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for your time. No, I you guys. Thanks so much.